0: Woo! Fuck yeah, dude! Fucking yeah! Roll your dance! Woo! These are movies I like to yank it to. Hola, cómo estás, Superhouse podcast listeners. This is Stefan. I'm back from the motherfucking desert, and I feel weird in reality. Uh, today, this is episode 146, and we're gonna talk about my. We're gonna do a debriefing of my experience at Burning Man, the third experience I've had at Burning Man. We're gonna talk. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna highlight a popular fan theory uh, that's floating around the interwebs. Uh, Maddie's going to give a non-spoilery Iron Fist Season 2 review, and then we're going to do an off-the-beaten-path horror films you should watch that Maddie's also going to take care of. New section. New section. New section. New, new, new. Brand new from Superhouse. And as always, I am joined by Andrew. Hello. And Maddie. What's up? It's good to be back.
1: <laughs> what happened, man, out there in the desert?
0: Woo! All right, so <laughs> tell us. That's it. it. We've been off. This is my third Burning Man. I've been converted into a full-on burner hippie cyber gypsy uh, at this point. Um, oh man. This year was great because I went in early with the build crew to set up camp. Um, our we're called our camp is called the Bureau of Misinformation. A lot of camps. Uh, At Burning Man have like themes and do like fun stuff and weird stuff. It's like adult summer camp for people who, instead of wanting to have s'mores and tell ghost stories, they drop acid and tell acid stories. Wait, could you drop acid and have s'mores? Yes, you could actually. (laughs) There's no restricting of s'mores out at Burning Man. Um, So for those who don't know, Burning Man is just like this huge hippie rave gathering festival, whatever you want to call it um where a bunch of weirdos go out and live and kind of a by by following 10 principles uh i don't know them all off the top of my head but basically like leave no trace and uh radical self-reliance which means like you take in all your food and all your water and you take everything out that you brought in and you plan for the amount of days you're going to be there and um you help sustain things and there's a no money exchange during the event um except for ice and coffee Uh, if you want that coffee really yeah definitely ice and coffee they're crucial man they're crucial wow Um, so so yeah other than that there's a gifting economy that they uh have as part of the 10 principles and all that means is that you know you give of yourself what you can when needed when you like rise to the occasion if somebody needs like you have an extra scarf or something somebody lost theirs you give them one i gave away a bunch of sunglasses you know You just end up acquiring things and sharing things throughout the entire experience. Um, But also people bring like gifts like koozies that has a Burning Man 2018 and stuff on it like that. So you get like a lot of cool swag sometimes. It's a great networking event. It's a great like it's a great way to cut through like the bullshit of society, societal niceties and handshakes and stuff. Everybody you meet, you hug. When you get into the gates, they say, welcome home. Everybody says, welcome home. And at first you're like whatever it's kind of cheesy hippie shit or whatever but by the time you leave man you feel like you're a piece of you is still there a citizen of black rock city um you know it's like uh, it's definitely like a dream it's an acid trip unto itself not to mention the cocktail of drugs and alcohol and partying and friendships and like connectivity you experience throughout the entire event so um that's pretty much what it is it was the theme this year for it was uh irobot so a bunch of people did really cool like costumes slash like sometimes it's like really sexy stuff or like gothy or you know really whatever weird shit people can think up and you don't have to adhere to the theme but a lot of people did like robotic shit this year and they referenced they referenced asimov's three laws and stuff in terms of how the art was represented there was a bunch of giant like metal robot sculptures that would talk and like preach the end times and psychedelic apocalypse and shit. And the art's amazing. It's all like interactive for the most part. There's just, it's just laser city at night. And then during the day, it's like fucking star Wars, uh, tattooing. you are just going around and <laughs> like interacting with all these strange folk. Um, yeah. So do you guys have any questions right off? You had a DMT trip. You said, Oh yeah. Near the end, near the end of the, uh, the end of the trip like one of our last days i had a really great dmt trip and i think i've talked oh i do want to actually put up a disclaimer at this juncture that uh my personal views and what i'm saying about burning man my experience and like drugs and stuff and what i'm about to talk about they're, they're my views specifically and don't represent the views of super house podcast as a whole <laughs> not that i'm going to say anything like crazy i might i don't know but um (laughs) but uh basically uh so before i get to the dmt trip is there anything you want to know like about the experience like somebody who who has never gone like any more more details about it that you wonder about having heard about it how do you eat you bring
1: all your food in
0: yeah you bring in all the food that you think you're going to need for like two weeks but people bring a lot of food too so you end up sharing like a lot of your stuff with everybody what'd Um, you eat um i i I brought i i wanted to i thought this year i would do like a lot of like nuts and granola and dried fruit and stuff like that but when i got out there i didn't realize that i was not going to want sweet anything anything sweet you just don't crave it at all all you want out there is salt i can tell you all you need in the desert to survive is water salt drugs and alcohol (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need
1: all right. I had another and, question. And Lasers uh-huh. anyway. Yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> what, and lasers. <laughs> I, what kind of conversations do you hear? I feel like you'd hear a lot of whacked out conspiracy theory. You know, the government's after you dude and not, nah, uh, you
0: know, like shit like that. I mean, I'm sure there's people like that. We don't like, nobody really gets political or really brings the, that kind of shit into the event. It's like, it's a dream. It's a place of like freedom and just like positivity. what do you
1: talk about then when you're out there like you must have conversations you're Uh, there for a week
0: right yeah you talk about drugs you talk about other burner experiences you talk about like relationships you talk about connecting you talk about your careers or whatever what paths you're on there's a lot of artists and engineers and like radical tech people out there and stuff so everybody's got really you know it's like an incubator of great ideas and and you know by by hugging everybody you meet and kind of taking away the barrier of like a handshake or something like that it kind of dissolves any kind of judgment um so then you find it you find yourself in a place where people like really feel like all these people love you unconditionally for you know whoever you may think you are and throughout the 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 week you kind of like pick up on maybe like learn a little bit more about yourself you know in that way um do you just walk around naked no I never walked around naked. A lot of people do and it's totally like it's totally free, you know, it's a totally free kind of thing. You will see just
1: nude and, people
0: walking yeah, around. Yeah, you have you have just nude people of all types, all shapes and sizes. And um, you know, you start the first time I went, it's like kind of startling. You're like, oh my god, there's always naked people around here who I would probably rather not see naked um <laughs> yeah. but by the end of it you're just kind of like you see what you tr- you kind of like think put yourself in their shoes or not their shoes put their stuff in their skin and um and kind of like you know like they, you know they probably have insecurities about this but they're just letting it all hang out and so you know they're just like this is them you know it's like a place where you can be like a hundred percent yourself like no matter how weird or how normal that person is you can just—you can't really hide from the true you out there because nobody gives a shit. All people want to do is party with you and make sure you're safe and fucking trip out and enjoy this massive event. That's like, um, you know, it's like a big kind of hippie, pagan, ritualistic kind of uh, cyber festival. It's all about sharing. <laughs>
1: you <laughs> ever
2: been in a say? three-way?
0: Uh, I have not. No, yeah, me neither. I've always Maddie? tried to navigate it. But...
2: Nope, that's it's a little too much. I'd buckle Advanced. under the pressure. Yeah. I'd just be
0: like,
1: i uh, got to get out of this. I would do it, yeah. but it's I don't think it's in the cards
0: yeah. for me at the <laughs> Dude, moment. The thing is, too, is like a misconception people Damn, have about oh, boy, I can't listen to this. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: She knows how I feel about that. <laughs> Damn, send that yeah. foot down. Yeah. I'm just told her that I'm not
0: against it. <laughs> yeah, like, and there's okay. a there's a there's a misconception about this type of culture and like Burning Man, the event and stuff. A lot of people think it's just like people are just throwing sex around and stuff like that. There are people that are kind of like that. Uh, usually they're rich. Usually they're like kind of assholes that are just like kind of you know like uh, excessive and imbibing of you know all the earthly pleasures and shit, which is cool. Like that's their prerogative, whatever and that that also means it's like it's 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 easy to hook up out there you know because you get rid of a lot of those barriers that you have in society to kind of like get somebody to trust you enough to like fucking can be intimate with you um, but out there you kind of it's a little bit easier but you know it's easy to hook up but it's not always who you want uh to be with and it really comes down to just like these connections that you can make with people when like you're kind of stripped bare and you're really seeing each other for who you are and bringing a lot of honest stuff to it and um so like with the girls that i was hanging out with like we didn't bang i could have banged some other girls who were like super cute and stuff like that but i just wasn't feeling them i wanted to spend my time with these two women and we just like gravitated towards each other so had made like pretty good bonds uh with them like good friendships and stuff so anyway that's my burning man debrief I can't, I don't want to say anymore because I'm rambling on. Thank you guys for indulging me.
1: <laughs> no problem, dude. Before we move on, uh, sort of out of order, but just to keep all the travel stuff into one section, Maddie, you uh-huh. wanted, you had a request that I do a n- New York
2: debrief? Yeah, just give us a rundown. I ain't never been.
3: I want okay. the Andrew
2: experience.
0: How uh, were it?
2: <laughs> all right. So I went, um,
1: Went to New York for two days. It's because Yuka had she she. I thought she was getting paid, but she wasn't. She she did this for connections. She's a makeup artist. She does beauty makeup, and so she she went to New York Fashion Week and did some models' makeup. I guess for free uh, that are running the on the catwalk. You know, mm-hmm. like some pretty legit shit. Oh,
0: and uh, legit shit. Legit, legit shit. Wasn't
1: that a section back in the day?
0: It was, so it was gonna, gonna be, be a, like a page we were doing. I yeah, for I forgot about that.
1: So anyway, she was doing that. So and I was like, I can take one day off of work, which was just Friday. We took a red eye Thursday night, and uh, so I did that. I did go ten years ago, man. I helped um, Rubenstein move in to Williamsburg before he was probably part of that early gentrification. Was, yeah. You know, way back in the day. Like now, it's hipster central but, uh, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was like starting that up even back then. Um, this is 12 years ago. This is 2006, man, probably. So I I saw Times square and we saw, we saw, yeah, we saw Times square and like we had a falafel. I don't even think I had pizza at that time and I was just there for a day. So this time I was there for two days. Um, Saw Ian Harper, dude. stayed with him, if you guys remember oh, no that shit. guy. Yeah, yeah man, he's doing? been there for 10 years. He had a air mattress for us and everything, so it was Hell great. Yeah. Stayed in Brooklyn. Good guy,
0: good he's guy. He's a
1: really good guy, man. Um, he made me pancakes,
0: dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sick.
1: I yeah. know, yeah. Uh, he's from Vermont, right? So he had the Vermont uh, uh, maple. syrup. Yeah, maple syrup. And um, yeah, damn. He and his yeah. wife super nice, his wife is from the Bronx, so they she knows a lot about the city and stuff Put to me it feels like Tokyo in English that's New York, but mm-hmm. dirtier. Tokyo's real clean, but like the overall ride in the train vibe and this part of town has this vibe, and this part of town has that vibe, and there's fashionable people here and hipsters there, and you don't need to drive ever and and there's to- there really is kind of a sense of togetherness with New York, man it's yeah. That's it's cool. interesting like i think in the 90s we, we were given this image of new york having like be everybody being a bunch of assholes yeah but i was only there for two days but i didn't get that at all man Like new yorkers are extremely nice uh, there is an impatient thing there i think a little bit because everybody moves uh-huh. fast faster yeah. than other places in the country but it's not they're not really it's not that personal it's just how it is you know and other than that it's really not rude at all um But, yeah, we went to the Empire State Building. We had uh, bagels. Uh, (laughs) We had pizza three times. I saw the SNL stage. I'm a huge Saturday Night Live fan. So uh, that was awesome. NBC Studios, Jimmy Fallon, uh, his uh, uh, stage. And uh, it's a lot smaller than you'd think, too. They use wide lenses or something. Yeah,
3: Jimmy Fallon's stage looks really small.
1: Yeah, it's super small, man. Yeah. and uh, what we went, else did we do? You went somewhere else. Um, oh, we went to the Nintendo store. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you lead to. Jeez, how could you forget it? That was, that was. Here's the thing about that, too. There's no. Nintendo is a Kyoto company. They're not Tokyo or Osaka. They're Kyoto, right? Uh-huh. And Kyoto, in their, 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 their uh, headquarters in Kyoto, there's no Nintendo store. They don't have fucking shit. There's no gift shop, nothing. They oh, just wow. have their company. And that's it there's no fucking like public you know tours or anything so when i saw the nintendo store i was like shit they got this here that's fucking amazing on top of it just being nintendo you know so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it was was awesome and it had like new york swag and like of course all the switch 3ds stuff but lots of like metroid kirby splatoon all the shit man like i was fucking geeking out for a second man because i didn't know we were going and ian was like yeah it's right there i was like shit well we gotta go man so i got two (laughs) shirts (laughs) they got a a nintendo and kanji shirt and another one that's just the regular logo and uh pizza was good um i do think new yorkers sort of oversell their pizza Mm -hmm. um controversial statement maybe it's losing some fans it's very very good i'm not saying it's bad but new yorkers talk like it's the fucking it's handed down from god himself there's no other pizza in the world look it's good (laughs) pizza it's great i love it it's not fucking this shit from ambrosia from heaven
2: (laughs) No, to some it may be
1: (laughs) there's this theory too that the new york water system uh new york has a certain Litter. kind of water irrigation or whatever Litter. that affects how they Litter. make dough and, uh, that affects the taste. But then I, I heard today that that was, that was a theory that was debunked. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, but, um, what else did I do? I saw Times square again real quick and, uh, walked around Williamsburg. I wanted to see uh, hipster central over there. So I did that. And Brooklyn is pretty fucking cool, man. It has, a, it has a pretty cool vibe. If Superhouse was living in New York, we'd all be up in Brooklyn, dude. I tell you, it's yeah. definitely like the spot to be. And cool. Williamsburg is sort of more on the north end of Brooklyn, I think. And it's gotten so gentrified and um, expensive that everybody's moving down south south of Brooklyn uh, or the south part of Brooklyn. And, and, and so there's all kinds of maybe new gentrification happening there so yeah any uh any other questions about that because i think i pretty much said the extent of it
0: i think it's cool mm. that you were in new york right before you're about to play spider-man
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. exactly it's,
0: yeah it's been like it was like everything i wanted to be able to do in grand theft auto 4 you know <laughs> like be able to climb and swing from buildings and shit
1: yeah so. man
0: So good but it's like it's interesting that you just went and then like you'll see that that same you know it's like it seems to be really pretty accurate
1: it's just with the with our that's true and 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 with our current like um my wife's visa status that we're still working on we can't do any like international travel we probably would have already done some by now so i've just been we've been taking like these mini vacations like we went to oceanside like a month and a half ago or so uh-huh. uh stayed down there for just a night but it was it was great and then yeah. two two days two nights in um new york so that was awesome too some maybe another mini one at some point probably see maddie next
0: sick nice. yeah seattle man seattle too. well shit let's plan yeah
1: so and then once we get the fucking visa status figured out i'm we're gonna be taking the international one but until then Domestic it is
3: We all should play in Seattle and get like an Airbnb or something
0: Yeah, Hell yeah man Fucked up on vodka lemonades bro That's my drink now (laughs) All right, I'm I'm just gonna bring beer Wolfies (laughs) Next
1: I guess that's an end with the New York debrief That thus ends our travel section for this episode Do you guys remember
0: that show New York Undercover? No On Fox that was my shit It was like a it was like a it was like a law and order but it was like for the urban community you know it was really good it had like great east coast hip-hop uh, soundtrack to it all throughout great characters really good show the last few seasons were shitty but the first few were great Anyways, oh i wanted, wanted
1: to know. say one more thing before we end i just thought of this so I, I posted this picture of this this full pizza that i had in brooklyn right it's a mm-hmm. it was that pepperoni pizza like a full not just a, not a slice yeah so that pizza was really good i think i actually like that pizza the most but uh my, i met my friend mike from the bronx who i taught english with in japan i hadn't seen this guy in 10 years oh nice or longer than that 12 years no he left early so it was like 13 years or something uh anyway it's been a long time since i met the guy fucking great guy he's still an english teacher actually um and he's from new york right it's true new yorker so <laughs> He saw the picture of that pizza and he was like you know i'm sure that pizza's good but it's a little bit too artisanal
0: <laughs> he said
1: a true new york slice is a little shitty <laughs> yeah
0: that's <awesome. laughs>
1: he was like you don't go to a place with an a on the health code you yeah. gotta go to oh, a wow. b <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you said c maybe a little bit too dangerous but a b that's the sweet spot <laughs> <laughs> he, i he agree said, it's not a full pizza you got to get just a slice just off the street yeah you know it's got to be kind of shitty and the sign's got to be shitty the sign on this on this on the street uh-huh. <laughs> for it and shit so i can post another picture later but um I didn't want to like uh, hurt Ian's feelings because that was his spot, and that actually that probably did like that pizza the most. Maybe I like uh-huh. the artisanal shit more. I don't know, but um, I went to we went to this other spot uh, on uh, Mike's recommendation, and we sent him a picture because we had to split. We we weren't with Mike at that point, so we were like, "Do you approve?" And he was like, "Yeah, that that looks like that's the spot." <laughs> so it was <laughs> like it was like sh- more like a shitty spot. Yeah, but yeah, it was also good, and I didn't even say. What toppings I wanted. I was just like, uh, we need uh, two slices. Nice. <laughs> and there hey, you go,
0: buddy. Yeah, and he was me, fucking uh, Italian. And, playing and playing they were playing this over there.
1: He was Italian and they were playing Italian music in there too, man. So. Okay. You get
0: a uh, slice over here at the end of the counter. You're talking to the man, giving me money.
1: <laughs> and Mike Mike said the same, the same rule applies for Chinese racist. spots in New York. He was like, it's got to be kind of shitty <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be the true <laughs> New York style. That's great. <laughs> I thought that was awesome so awesome all right i think i think now we're done right so let's move on into <laughs> stefan's fan theory what is all this all right. shit all about man i'm all I'm, right i yeah. have no idea
0: hell yeah yeah so every now and again when i'm perusing this the streams on the facebook and all the social medias and whatnot come across like interesting fan theories that hold a little bit of weight you know there's whole sections subreddits on reddit about uh fan theories i really like when people tie two franchises together through some kind of like theory you know really it's it's fun to see like the imagination of the fandom kind of like manipulate these these things and mash them together uh so every now and again i'll come across like some cool fan theories and i just wanted to put a highlight on on a couple popular ones as like maybe a new section for the future um but the one i chose is uh to start with is Aladdin is set in a distant post-apocalyptic future. Now <laughs> these are all ridiculous and I don't specifically believe in them but I you know again it's like the aspect of the fandom kind of crafting this fucking insane theory about a movie that makes you look at it a little differently and kind of you know makes me when I watch movies and stuff kind of you know see where I can find my own theories about this or that or whatever you know the other popular ones are um, you know Ferris Bueller is kind of like a Tyler Durden character where he's in Cameron's mind doesn't really exist um and you know there's others where uh you know uh, like Karate Kid Daniel LaRusso actually the bully who comes to town and Johnny's really the hero and stuff dislike like that. I love yeah. Cobra yeah. Kai
1: but For as sure. a Cobra <laughs> Kai super fan I mean I'm uh well both a Karate, karate Kid super fan I,
0: I just don't like that yeah I don't like that was a bully theory much either yeah another popular one is that Jar Jar Binks is like actually a Sith Lord and came to like fuck shit up out of like this you know, minstrel show impersonation to, to distract and, you know, theatricality and deception. Like, I don't know. I don't like yeah. that one either, but these are ones that are popular, and I just... I thought the Aladdin one would be fun to start with, because it's like, you know, it's it's got shit we like in the, the post-apocalyptic future and stuff. There's some fun stuff in here, so... But without further ado, um, uh, a popular and quite... Pos- or, so I'm reading this off of... Just to be on the kosher side, I'm reading this off of, off of DisneyTheory.com uh, which is a site that i didn't know existed until just today uh, wow so i like it cool yeah and so uh here we go uh, a popular and quite possibly the first disney theory argues that disney's aladdin is set in the distant future rather than the past and that this can be proven by a handful of hints dropped by genie in the movie so you know suspending your disbelief here even in uh, 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 even as we're addressing a disney movie but you know this is what people are dreaming up and and i like it um anyway So, (laughs) is Aladdin actually living in a post-apocalyptic world? The theory goes like this. In the middle of Aladdin's makeover to Prince Ali, fabulous he, Ali Ababwa, he wrote that in parentheses, it's funny, Uh, Genie declares that his fez and vest combo is much too third century. Uh, But on emerging from the lamp, Genie has already announced that 10,000 years will give you such a crick in the neck. Uh, Since Genie has been locked away in the lamp for all that time, and would be in no position to observe current fashions, this would mean that Aladdin is set in the year 10,300 at the earliest. Or something, some such thing. Uh, In fact, since Genie is voiced by the ridiculously versatile Robin Williams, he can't help but impersonate a variety of 20th century personalities, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Groucho Marx, Rodney Dangerfield, Jack Nicholson, to name a few. This would put the date back even later, meaning Aladdin takes place sometime after the year eleven thousand nine hundred and seventy. <clears throat> this can then be used to rationalize many other of the, many of the magical elements in Aladdin's world, uh, though ironically not Genie himself. Um, uh, it's theorized that the carpet isn't just a magical carpet of some sort, but is a remnant of some kind of hovering technology from uh, an advanced technological state prior to. Um, uh, a nuclear war something that turned everything into a giant desert uh, and was kept safely away in the cave of wonders uh, to protect it um, similarly Iago isn't just another anthropomorphic Disney character again this is fans theorizing and then this guy whoever wrote this compiling it all together so this is not words coming directly from my mouth Similarly, Iago isn't just another anthropomorphic Disney character. He's either the result of a society who's so obsessed with its pets that they develop technology to understand their animals every thought um, or a mutation caused by nuclear fallout or uh, 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 slightly more likely the technology thing, assuming that as the daughter of a sultan, Jasmine would almost certainly get a translator to understand her beloved tiger raja they have a lot of like facial cues and stuff throughout the movie where they're like kind of interacting and communicating um which again just disney shit, obviously but you know suspend your disbelief here uh agrabah isn't even a real place in the history of the middle east instead it's assumed this is some form of future corruption of the names egypt arabia and afghanistan as used as a generalization since specific nation states are largely irrelevant in the post-apocalyptic wastes Um, Advocates of the theory have also looked beyond the motion picture to the Aladdin video game for more evidence finding bones of the nuclear wars dead uh, buried 20th century road signs and they have like images right here from the game which it looks like there's a stop sign in one of these frames sticking out of the sand Um, and then it also says states that there's people have theorized that there's even unexploded nuclear devices and the picture they have shown here basically just looks like a rock to me in a smoky cave so you know that's a reach. Um, (laughs) finally, some have suggested that there's a monolith to the incredibly historically relevant Nintendo Wii and Aladdin's Cave of Wonders, which doesn't seem to make sense at all, but makes for an entertaining image. That seems to be more of like a current uh, photoshopped fan image embedded in the frame of the old movie, because definitely that wasn't (laughs) that didn't happen. Um, but, you know, there's images that are supposedly compelling of like the time the 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 representation of time throughout the movie so obviously the theory is nonsense but uh, um but you know again it's the fandom kind of flexing its muscles and deriving a different take on on the on the film itself Uh, a couple alternate theories before i round out is um aladdin is definitely set in the past because bell is reading a book about him and beauty and the beast um, when the there's a scene in it, I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast in a long time, but there's a scene in it where an old man is talking to Belle, she's at a bookshelf, and uh, he says, what are you going to read? That one, you read it twice. And she says, well, it's my favorite. And she describes a story of far off places, daring sword fights, magic spells, and a prince in disguise. And so again, you know, like dumping yourself into it and reading into it a little bit more, you can kind of piece those together and connect those universes. I think that's fun. Um, the last alternative theory is that the entire story of Aladdin is made up by the merchant at the beginning to sell you an old lamp, <laughs> which I think is great. You know, he's just a great storyteller to sell this crap that he finds. Um, but anyway, you know, so I think out of just for the sake of fun, the theory is is a pretty silly but kind of interesting take on the whole thing. I like the magic carpet being, uh, um, being a, some kind of technology or something. Um, and also, it's obvious, I think, that the genie's perception of time in the film uh, is—he just is a, a being that can potentially see the past, present, and the future. So, it's drawing from all these like cultural icon kind of things. But I uh, think
1: that's what they were thinking when they made when they were temporary. writing it. Like he was—he yeah. was like a supernatural being, so he could put in these references that weren't in yeah. medieval uh, Arabia or or whatever yeah. this is supposed to be. I think I'm this is a theory. funny theory. Yeah. I, I do like overthinking things but i yeah. do think this is way overthought and it's no i just don't think the
0: there's enough evidence to support the idea that it's yeah like,
1: i don't think the animators were or the writers were thinking about totally, it
0: in that totally way not, yeah totally not uh, yeah, yeah i didn't
1: or were they <laughs> <laughs> um, i mean it it's it's, a, on... it's adults overthinking uh, a, a children's pee, uh, you know,
0: a yeah, children's movie. It, exactly, applying some kind of new twists to it. Um, I could see like have...
3: some, I could see like an artist doing like renditions of like Disney cartoons, kind of how they did like um, the Bert Game Ernie of Thrones as Disney characters oh, or something. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. and have like yeah. here's what Disney looks like in a post-apocalyptic future. Or something, That'd be cool. You know? yeah, maybe
0: like a, a, a concept uh, redesign is in, should be in the works here. I should draw something. Up. Yeah, you
3: could find you know some artist futuristic do on, like,
0: Aladdin yeah. and shit, and like just totally play off of this theory and illustrate it kind of more visually. Right. People have yeah. also added to it on Reddit saying that it's like a post-apocalyptic like Las Vegas and all the desert or all the kind of like Middle Eastern stuff is just kind of like just a. Uh, you know, like a t- like hundred times removed from life kind of representation of Middle Eastern life. And it's actually like just like a 10,000 years into the future of Las Vegas or something. I thought that was kind of funny because he's like so loungy. The mm-hmm. genie like always singing and stuff. So I like that it, you know, that's the aspect of these fan theories that I really like is that you take what's there, you know, and, and you make something kind of new out of it. Um, so that's the first installment of. Uh, uh, Super House fan theory, fun time, uh, celebrity, uh, <laughs> celebrity in, in that in shit, inhalation, ASMR, <laughs> uh, ASMR minute, too. minute with Stefan for your pleasure.
2: All Thank right, you. for the Midnight Society, <laughs>
3: the submit midnight for society. the approval nice. of the Super House <laughs> Society. Yeah, <laughs> <Submit> <laughs> <it>. yeah.
1: <laughs> your section shall be removed what was that fucking sand they threw on the fire magic <laughs> okay moving on
0: <laughs> demon magic
1: oh man
0: you shall now be swept away to the non-spoiler. that episode where they were
1: fucking escaping the goddamn uh aliens in that fucking uh hotel no uh, yeah like a apartment complex and then at the end it was revealed that the sister's brother was an alien or something. And what Are You this? Afraid of the Dark? Oh yeah. God, that oh, uh, fuck me up, dude. Fuck me <laughs> up, bro.
2: God, you though your thing. brother's like, Are you you fucking with me?
1: I was young, <laughs> so like a big twi- like a twist ending like that was still sorta new to me. And it, it happened, so I was like, <laughs> God
3: damn, I'm fucked up right now. I'm 10. <laughs> oh, I need <laughs> ten more <laughs> milk. I need to find like, need to find, like a cloudy. <laughs> of those like episodes
1: they're on um, vrv now which is what, where israel works and i've been watching all that and a lot of it fucking holds up
3: not, not, every, all, of not
1: all of it though not all of it
3: all that's like the, the the kids version of snl yeah man some of it some
1: of it surprisingly holds up anyway we're getting off topic here so uh that's it for the fan theory
0: yeah, that's yeah. it. I hope you all enjoyed that. I mean, what do you, uh, what do you, what about Maddie and Joey? What do you guys think of? Oh, yeah. I mean, do you even care to comment?
3: Well, no, I, I, when, as you were saying, I was just thinking of like sort of artist renditions that you see, like these sort of mashups that have yeah. kind of been coming out. And that's kind of the, you know, where I was uh, going with that. Yeah. Um, I mean, because Aladdin, you know, it's from A Thousand and One Nights or Arabian Nights. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of those. I, I feel like it's Arabian Nights. But, um, Arabian Nights, I think. Yeah, so these are like older stories that you know that are older than when Disney decided to make it a cartoon. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you can kind of take Toy it. Fun, and, yeah, yeah. You
0: yeah. Know, that's what I like. Yeah, for sure. Which I
3: think is a, a cool idea, for sure. Uh, I just
2: have never wanted to watch Aladdin again, but now I really want to.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, yeah,
3: yeah. I, I want to deep dive one. it and just watch yeah. it. I used to yeah. watch that a ton. Yeah. yeah, I
0: did, too. I thought Dude, of Alan, Robin Alan, Hood. Alan Macon. Oh, Robin Hood's great. Robin Hood's great, too.
2: Yeah. Great Mouse Detective. I didn't watch that one that as much. A while.
0: I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah that was good. Yeah, it's good. Um, Let's show yeah, they're, that They're, they're mice. mice. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come back with some other theories. There's a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, I'm excited for this. The There's
1: subreddit yeah. fan theories, too, so yeah, check that great. out.
0: And there's some fun ones I found. I was reading an article the other day about some cool ones, so we'll get to those in the future. We got a deep dive all of them. A
1: lot of Star Wars ones too, as you can imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. Anyway, uh, moving on to Iron Fist non-spoiler review from Maddie. I just Um, finished
3: it today, also, so
0: I'll be commenting. Boom! Oh yeah, you guys can. mash the potatoes on this one. <laughs> God, I love mashing potatoes so much. Uh, I'm so, I think I'm influencer. like
2: everyone else in the world who saw Iron Fist Season 1 and went, I don't ever want to see Iron Fist again. Or, in my head, <laughs> I went, maybe Defenders will be good. Maybe mm-hmm. he just needs Luke Cage. Like, they can... But Defenders wasn't good either, in my opinion. Nope. So I was like, nope. dang. Dang. <laughs> So then I see these reviews coming out on the Internet and I was yes. like, what? there's no way Iron Fist season two is any good like at all. Like I had no desire to watch it. I wasn't going to. But certain sites that I like to follow and I agree with them on. I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. I'll watch I'll watch an episode, maybe push it to two. If I'm on the fence, but I get <laughs> out, put it out, played that first episode and I was hooked, motherfucker. I was hooked. <laughs> I need to know what happened. And I don't know like it started <laughs> off with a pretty cool fight scene. So like the choreography's gotten like 10 times better than what it was in the first season. Stuff's kind of fat, much faster now. It looks like he actually knows kung fu nice. on at certain points, which is I mean, the show's Iron Fist for Christ's sake. You got to have that down. And I'm kind of wondering if maybe they rushed this season a little too much and the actors were like, "Dude, come on. We've never done kung fu before." It's probably not going to go that well. And then, you know, studios go, but we need to make that cash. And we got to have this Defender show, too. So, you know, seems like they had a little more time to work on it. Plus, you know, main actor dude having more time as Iron Fist and stuff probably helped. I thought he was he wasn't as whiny in this season, which was awesome, because I feel like the whole time I was watching season one, I was like, "Ah, dude, come on. Stop just being whiny and be like, but this is the way we do it. back there blah blah blah. i was like i can't man i can't fucking (laughs) just i can't take it uh it was just like was too much and uh my favorite characters were like you know colleen and i was like i don't want to watch this kid i don't care that he's iron fist like i just want to watch this girl start up a dojo and then this the hand is she works for she used to be in the hand and now they're coming after again and blah 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 i was like that's a better show You can just call it The Hand, and I'll watch it, you know? Uh, But, um, yeah, this season, everything's much better. Story's more concise. They have a great fucking villain in it that you're just like, oh, my God. This guy is not, like, it's very personal to uh, Danny Rand, which is great, too. You get some cool flashbacks to training sessions. You get to see fucking the Iron Fist mask. And it just, it did everything right this go around. It just... I don't know, like if they got a different writing team. I haven't really looked into it. I just watched it and took it in, and I loved it. And I couldn't stop watching, dude. I watched it all day long, nice. and then I got really stoned for the last episode. Yeah. I didn't mean to do <laughs> yeah, and I really? saw my my little peepers started closing, oh, yeah. and I couldn't stay awake. And my I little remember, peepers. <laughs> and then I remember waking <laughs> up, going, "Wait, what the fuck? How how does Huda what's going? Uh? And then I was like, "I, I missed an to... episode." Yeah, I was basically like, you gotta go to sleep. And then I woke up at ten and I watched it. And I was like, man, that was a great season finale. Cause when it ended, I went, Oh my god, I cannot wait for Iron Iron Fist season three. And what? I never thought I would say that after watching the first season. Ever. Oh, statement. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys haven't seen it yet, so you'll probably agree. I mean, maybe That's you'll hate true. it. I don't know. I think Probably I probably agree. The Superhouse crew will I really enjoy, enjoy this cool. season. I think we should all be watching it. And for those on the fence, fucking watch that shit. Get it's off great. the goddamn fence. <laughs> I'm mean, on to the. Couch I, think, I think I liked it more than Luke Cage season two. Well, oh, God, but Damn. Luke Cage season two, kind of the finale of that, was kind of what sold me on the whole
0: season. Yeah, I got. But
2: through through Iron bitch. Fist season two, I was just locked in. Like there was a lot of Luke Cage. I was like, ugh. Don't yeah. care. It's like he's, he seemed like the same character from the first season, you know. And I was like, I want to see them grow. They've been through this whole, like crazy event in Defenders, even though that sucked. But it's like Luke Cage is still the same. And then at the end of that season, you get a change, which I thought was fucking great. But it's like as soon as Iron Fist season two starts, it's like Daniel Rand knows what he's doing. He's you know he's Iron Fist now. Blah blah, blah. move and move and move and move and move. move. Just, you know, it was great. And I, even the characters that like her, like his, his family in it. Um, the God, I forgot their fucking let Like they're also very, inter- like very interesting too. Like they all have, like, everyone has something to do and it's not like any point. They're like, Oh, we got to throw Missy nine here because she was in Luke cage and daughters Darn. of the dragon. <laughs> yeah, if we got to do it, Darn, but no, it's like everything okay. made sense. You needed those characters to per-
1: push the plot along misty night Housewoman in the mcu let me just get that out there all right keep going maddie.
2: dang just said <laughs> it out loud <laughs> personal opinion and but there we go. go ahead statements um mm-hmm. uh, but that's it watch mm-hmm. it if you're on the fence i can't wait to hear what joey has
3: to say go! all right uh i totally agree with maddie on everything um it's, wonderful it's 10 episodes long where i believe uh luke cage was 13 um I feel like the Luke Cage could have been a couple episodes shorter. A bunch just of neat. stuff that I felt like just kind of, you know, slowed the story up a bit. This season just flew by to me. Like mm-hmm. I was already like, uh, I finished it today and I'm like, wait, how many episodes do I have left? I want episode seven. What? You know, um, yeah. the fighting is 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 a lot better. The villains are great. You, they're, they're dealing with Chinatown. So you have like the rival Chinatown gangs that they're having to deal with. Um, you've got him and Colleen's uh, relationship. There's a there. Maddie mentioned a new villain, which I believe showed up in the first season. But there's yeah. another newer villain who so, shows up in this season. On man that, that will. Yeah. Uh, yeah I won't say anything. Venom. It's Venom. Yeah. Is it Venom. So, totally it's Venom. Venom. Titan um, and Mary. Tom uh, so, Hardy's so, in this shit. So People you got watch it. Symbiote. Got to deal with that old symbiote. Uh, symbiote. No. Symboy- um, y-
1: It's It's (laughs) Samboyayate. Samboyayate. Yeah, I... I Jeff Jeff Borardi. You see
3: a lot more of... uh, No, not a ton, but a little bit more of Kunlun. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the fighting's better. Uh, Finn Jones is less whiny uh, as Danny Rand. Um, And there's there's some cool stuff towards the end, man. Like, they're really starting to sort of, uh, uh, you know care for this character a little more and show more. And I, I figured that would happen after kind of season one was kind of a dud because mm. the other shows that, they, that these guys have made have been great. You know, yeah. they might, they might be slow at, at times or whatever. They might not be as action packed as you want them to be, but they're great stories. Um, but if you definitely are, were interested in iron fist and uh, was very let down, I think you should give second season two a try uh you'll
1: definitely enjoy it yeah i mean season one iron fist was like how many board meetings are we going to be in and yeah. also how long are we going to be in this uh insane asylum thing like that, was, that shit was so boring
0: dude like i already watched arrow bro come on <laughs> come on come on <laughs> the fighting's
1: not great like this this whole thing hinges upon kung fu you know and yeah this is kung fu legend continues the marvel edition you know so uh, and the fighting sucked in the first one. Like D- Daredevil shouldn't be f- having cooler fights than Iron Fist. You know the hallway fight scene in Daredevil season one, yeah. probably the most iconic to this day in the, in Still the ne- is. Yeah. Netflix. Still, yeah.
3: Still the best out of out of all of them.
1: Yeah. So it's just like I don't know. It's it sucks. I actually know a stunt guy, Japanese dude that worked on Iron Fist season two, and the only thing I can add is that I asked him did you study Kung Fu movement for the show? And he said, no. <laughs> so I was like, all right.
3: Hey I'm man, Kung, get... Kun Lun's different, dude. Kun Lun martial arts is different.
1: Yeah, but it seems like it has stems from a Chinese style. Of
3: course, of course, but I you know, I don't know, whatever. I, I, you know,
1: whatever. Yeah, it's cool. So any, sorry to interrupt, but anything else about Iron Fist? No, check it out. All right, For sure. I'll be seeing it when I'm not playing Spider-Man.
3: Oh, shit. I've I've seen seen flip.
1: Marvel all over the place.
3: Since we're talking about that, the game's great. I've played like game's 20 great. minutes and I'm already hooked and I've been busy working and I haven't had a chance to play it again, but it's awesome.
0: Marvel's Spider-Man on the PS4 is the one greatest new game ever made.
3: One thing if you're worried about, because <laughs> I was kind of worried about everybody didn't really like the costume, you can change like costumes. Sick, you get tons of costumes in the game. Yeah. I've seen it. I'm super uh, Sorry. Totally hyped, and like I guess each costume has like different powers and stuff, so I'm excited.
0: I'm really close to getting the Stark suit from the MCU. Nice, Nice. it's so fun, it's so good. It's like Batman, the Arkham games, but like super dialed in and polished. and They've learned a lot from open from the Drake games and Tomb Raider and stuff, and just kind of like uh, uh, what was that one, Zero Horizon event? event, Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn. I I always (laughs)
1: forget that fucking game's name, too,
0: dude. But you know they've taken the innovations that have been made on all those games are like coming into fruition with this like open world third person action and like Spider Man is just I'm trying to think of like other superheroes that deserve a game you know like this um, where you like something you really wanted to do maybe Superman would be a great game to have. Um, a lot of rumors, that. a lot yeah. of rumors about that. But for right now, being Spider Man, the way you were Batman and Arkham, but just like you know that next step further is so amazing when you get a hang of swinging it's like such freedom you're like unstoppable out there man and then sometimes you f- i feel responsible if there's crime going down i'm like i'm fucking spider-man i'm just gonna like you know sit this Can't one out swing by that yeah just gotta go <laughs> gotta hop freaking, in <laughs> yeah hop in and take care of business and the fighting system's really good it allows you to be really creative without feeling like it's too much of a button masher or anything like that um you really at times once you like again once you get a hang of Swinging and fighting at the same time and stuff—you start doing really amazing things. And like by the end of each fight, you're just like, "God damn, I'm amazing!" <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, that's my quick review. I'm a, I'm am 28 percent complete with the story uh, of it, so it's great. Damn, oh, fucking great! I beat Arkham City, and
1: I and I I think I was like at 16 percent because there was so much extra shit yeah, in that totally. game and i'm not a side mission guy i just
0: like doing the main yeah. shit arkham city was fantastic too the riddler things i almost got them all but there was one that wouldn't let me like it was glitching or something it wouldn't let me break the box i'm just like what the fuck so mm-hmm. it kind of sucked but yeah there was a lot of extra shit to do in arkham city but it's great to have Sp- the spider-man game right now it's just like unbelievable and the graphics are amazing the the rendering of New York City of Manhattan and everything is and the map is huge too. I think you go like outside of the island itself and like it's crazy. The villains, all the classic villains are re- redesigned. The motion capture is amazing. The performances are really good. Anyway, I'm gushing. Spider Man is fucking amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Nice. I gotta play it after this, dude. You <laughs> also, underwear? Me too.
3: News, uh, it outsold God of War. Um, yeah. so this is another huge, huge hit for PlayStation yeah, being an, an exclusive.
0: Best thing it. Sony's doing with the property right now. Best thing, <laughs> yeah, they're doing. This was a smart move. I
1: Just gotta get God of me. War. I never played
2: any of those, but
3: I think you—you yeah. you heard they're free all this st- month. It's—it's. It's, it? Would you say Matty? Yeah,
2: the third one's free this month. Okay. Oh, okay. I was
3: gonna I say like I get that one, Andrew, because I think you might like. Um, the new one more where the other ones were very much a button masher and yeah, you're just like, yeah. Kratos just like pissed all the time. You're like, can we just not be <laughs> pissed for a second? Like, why are we pissed yeah, all the yeah. time? Can we? Can He's, we, still show we He's still out? angry. I will probably He's get the, new, I'll but get it's the like, new
1: God of War at the price drop. Like yeah. at the yeah, $40 yeah. mark Christmas or something. Christmas time.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, oh yeah Christmas time for sure. Oh, St. Nick will bring you copy-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your cookies and milk.
1: I got to tell you that Horizon Zero Dawn, <laughs> man. I wasn't like super impressed with that one.
3: I could not
0: it's I don't know what it was, cool, man. man. It just but it was super you, involved. You got to have I just didn't have the time to like really get into it and it seemed like
3: Andrew you're not an, an open world dude, man. It's fine.
1: I just I don't know, man. Like I got to go across this fucking world just to talk to some
3: motherfucker like, like the thing fuck God, off. The thing with God of War is there are some like little little side missions. But it's they're very rails, small. Though, like it? the world is very uh, uh, close to get, like very small. I guess linear, I say. Yeah. linear, and not necessarily linear. But you don't feel you don't feel like a huge world. You're like fuck. I gotta go way over there to get this thing, yeah. and then back over here. Like the world seems pretty small, and it seems a lot fe- more feasible, especially for someone who doesn't
0: like these type of games. Yeah. For me, it was the aesthetic yeah. with. With horizon zero dawn i was not super like i like where they're coming from with like the tribal looks and stuff mm-hmm. uh, but i wasn't super into the character designs for whatever reason Well,
1: they got a whole matriarchy thing too in that yeah. game which is which great is cool. i love that
0: the, the story is actually really good the twist in it is great too uh mm-hmm. or, or whatever
1: like places named like what was it like mothers embrace and the all yeah. mother and, and women like are that, in charge yeah. and
0: shit like but I it's had very it, cool in that yeah. in that regard yeah but i had absolutely no interest in like the robotic animal aspect of it like me either they're kind of cool but i wish it was just a land full of like like strange beasts and shit you know if it was actually not like again that one's like a post-apocalyptic tale you know you have this like high sci-fi concept um and uh I don't know. It was just, it was, it didn't, it didn't pull me in enough as much as like a tomb Raider does or a Nathan Drake or Spider-Man mm-hmm. or fucking red dead. Like it's just going to be fucking Westworld. So, Oh yeah. <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> it's gonna be nuts.
3: So this morning, uh, early this morning, uh, Tokyo game show started to release trailers for the upcoming Ooh-hoo. again, Tokyo game show, I believe, which starts on the 19th, I believe. Nice. Uh, me and Andrew, since I'm not sure if you, I know Maddie doesn't like fighting games, but they had a trailer for Samurai Showdown. Nice. really. Hey, nice uh, I've been Samurai aware standards.
1: that SNK is coming Holy back shit. in some yeah. way. So, yeah. so I, wasn't, I wasn't completely blown away that this, this, this was coming out. But at the same time, super happy that it is. I wasn't, was, it wasn't a total surprise. Yeah, I wasn't super expecting happy. it because super I happy.
3: know that they've been making King of Fighters like constantly. Like that's like their big game, like fighting game. And so they constantly have been making those. Samurai Showdown, like, like they haven't done one since PlayStation Two, and that was like one of the 3D ones that did horribly. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's <laughs> definitely one of the, like we're seeing. We've seen a huge resurgence in like fighting games and brand new fighting games coming out and being and being awesome. Um, so it's just it's just great to see like that Samurai Showdown's is coming back. You know, yeah, yeah. now I want to see like a Dark Stalkers coming down at some yes. point, like a, you know, old sort of fighting games. I want to see like making a comeback. Really? Um, you know, it doesn't have to be like super huge. Like they had like the fighting EX layer, which I think is doing fine. But yeah. like you could have like a small Fatal Fury game come out like sometime in the future. But anyway, uh, Samurai Show. I looks, would really totally like
1: it if they did Last Blade Three. That too. That would that be, they be they could
3: the fucking shit. We totally do that. To
1: me, the pinnacle of SNK's games mm-hmm. is Last Blade Two. I never heard of that. I love really? the look. I love it. I. Th- it's it's yeah. it's like a perfect representation of a 2D sprites Japan. Um, it's set in a certain time period. Of course, it's fantasy, but it is a real historical period in Japan where. Uh, more and more foreigners are just coming over. I think you see even the black ships on the horizon. Apparently uh, the white people came in black ships. They always talk about that. And um, like there's like just one white dude in it. Uh, And that's not the only thing. The gameplay is cool too. It's a, I don't know, man, it's samurai showdown is really good. It's probably my second favorite, but last blade, man, it's just the look and the gameplay so good and there's a game called ninja masters too which is which is good but it's not quite as tight as the other snk games there's always something really like i don't know what it is it seems like to be very good at snk fighting games you got to be even better than people that are that are good at street fighter like it's like even mm-hmm. higher difficulty oh yeah, yeah. But, but the payoff Learning is a little better sure. too yeah
3: yeah it was yeah. like last last play too i've played it a couple times and i own it. i own the uh, Japanese import on Dreamcast, and I picked nice. it up on one of my other, maybe Vita or something or something. Anyway, um, yeah, I have oh, it on Vita too. Tour, I think <laughs> so. I have it. Uh, it's it's way more rigid than like than Samurai Showdown. Samurai That's Showdown true. is very That's much true. like a. It's even more rigid. Samurai Showdown's is even more rigid, than, like Street Fighter. Like there's like certain moves you can do at certain times, and like half of the enemy's health will go go down, and for yeah. no reason whatsoever. I have no idea what causes that. But I'm just like, how the hell did my health go down, fucking half, when he hit me one time with a regular, you know, uh, uh, punch button or whatever? Yeah. Um, but like last play two, it's man, I've played it a couple times, and it's just like I just don't know if I like. I just don't know how to do the moves yet. I haven't played it too much, but. Um, I want to learn more of it because I like the characters and the way they look. But it's just something I'm not, you know, still sort of brand new to me. Um, but anyway, yeah. Samurai Showdown uh, looks pretty much like they made like a H or more of a, I guess yeah, I guess HD version of uh Street Fighter Four. Even though it wasn't HD, but 720p on PlayStation Three, uh, so it looks like that. Um, and I'm excited; can't wait for it. I want to see the rest of the characters. Yeah, you usually play there?
1: as Haomaru, or who do you who do you usually main as?
3: Uh, uh, Ham how ha- however you say it, Hamaru. Um, uh, Genjiro, Uh, I think uh, uh, Tachibana Yukio is probably my all time favorite. I think Jubei Yagyu. Uh, just more of like the the samurai style like characters. Like right. uh, you know, sort of uh yeah, uh Galford and, and Charlotte and I don't really play as them too much, you know, those type of characters. Uh uh who's the who's the big guy with the on the first one with the boomerang. Uh, uh,
1: I forgot. I don't yeah.
3: know. Yeah. So like characters like that, sort of yeah, those sort of like, you know, Ryu and Ken style characters, I guess. Yeah. I did like um I I don't remember his name, but he was sort of the water guy who had the water powers, and uh, I think he became he started in f- three or four uh, blue hair. He's got a brother that's kind of like the fire version of him. Uh, anyway, it's been a while. Super excited.
1: Yeah, I I can't wait. I want to see more and more of this, and I think if they release a new metal slug, that'll also.
0: Ooh, that'd be Watch cool. Dude, yeah, you know, yeah, and like, whole renaissance.
3: like I said, they, they have a, a SNK 40th anniversary coming out for Switch. I um, so I think that's in November. So we'll see what's on that. And yeah, man, I hope they make a resurgence, dude. I hope they, you know, they come back and, you know, we see some cool shit from them.
1: Neo Geo rules. Legit shit. <laughs> Legit I need to bring shit. back, uh, there was I need to move on in a second here, but Neo Geo 64 was an arcade cabinet out for a while and they were like three or four games for it and you hardly I mean I think it's on MAME but it, I've never seen a great maybe it's just my computer but I've never I've never been able to really get it going there was a Samurai Showdown 64 and everything.
0: Next up Maddie's gonna give us some recommendations for his off the beaten path horror picks Maddie what do you got? okay so
2: what i want to do for because we all know october halloween's one day but october is Halloween, right i mean while, i watch like a horror movie every day that's nothing out of the ordinary i do that Fuck yeah most of the days of the year <laughs> um but i figured i watch a lot i watch a lot and i found some like just some off-the-beaten-path stuff that people aren't watching, and they're, I always see comments like, there's no good horror movies anymore, and blah, blah. And that might be the case in, like, going to a theater scenario. Because, I mean, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see The Nun, then read a review as a bunch of jump scares. I was like, I don't really have time for that. Sometimes I want something <laughs> psychological. I don't mind a jump scare, too. But, I mean, if your whole movie is jump scares, and that's how you're making me go, oh, God, I'm so skilled. I just, uh, I ain't got time for it.
0: I ain't got time for your boo. I mean, I'll rent it because I'm the director, (laughs) but, you know, so I've I've
2: been breaking this off the beaten path horror thing down into categories. So, like, I'm going to talk about witch movies, vampire movies, werewolf movies, other shit. But I'm going to start it off with cult films. Like, these are films that have cults in them. Nice. Because cults creep me out. Stefan's basically in one. I'm kind of creeped out. (laughs) Uh,
0: So, uh, no particularly. Cuddle (laughs) buttons. Cuddle puddle cold. It seems so nice. Cuddle cuddle cold. Nipples. One of us. Oh man.
2: It seems so (laughs) nice until there's murder.
0: Murder. The whole time I was there, I was like, what if a serial killer got loose at Burning Man? This shit would be fucking nuts. Dude, that's a fucking
2: horror movie that needs to happen. You don't shoot that shit. Totally. Um so no particular order that this is the best one or whatever. My list, I'm just going to do three. Uh, I'm going to start off with The Invitation, which is a 2015 movie directed by Kieran Kasuma, yeah. and it is on Netflix right now. You can watch it tonight. Great um, but it's got Logan Marshall Green in it. He was just an upgrade. That that movie is also sick, not about cults, about being a super robot man,
0: <laughs> sort movie.
2: of. Um, but uh, it's very cool movie about... Uh, this guy that Logan Marshall green plays is invited over to this dinner of his ex wife. And there's an event that has occurred that drove them apart. What you find out about is like you get into the story, but when he gets to this dinner, he sees his friends. He also sees these weird people that he doesn't know. And it just escalates and escalates and escalates. And the endings very good. Um, and it was one of those, like I knew that it was happening. And there was even moments in the film where they're like, this is a cult. And you're like, nah that seems a little easy but as it progresses you're like well maybe it it tricks you into thinking well maybe it wouldn't be that bad for this character that you're following you know and then stuff just keeps escalating but great movie great acting from everyone in it Uh, next I have Faults which came out in 2014 and it's directed by Riley Stearns and it's got uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead in it and we we love her here at Super I mean Stefan and I do <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is also about a man who just uh god i f- totally forgot the phrase that they call it when uh, a guy gets you out of a cult like there's a phrase for that do you guys know uh, it gets you in, out of a cult in, well yeah uh, to like get the you out of that cult. yeah it's basically that but they have another word for it totally forgot um, it um extraction so, yeah something like that golden but clear. it's but but um so anyway they hire this guy to get their they kidnap their these parents kidnap their daughter played by mary elizabeth winstead and this guy is known for like getting people out of that cult mentality and he's like you got to follow these rules and do this and you can't give into this this or this and you're staying next door and they set up this whole thing and it's basically just a match of wits happening between this guy who's kind of like down on his luck who used to be really popular and then a girl who doesn't want to leave a cult and Mary Elizabeth Winstead fucking crushes it. But it's. Oh, I
3: love her.
2: And everything that happens in it. And it's another one that just escalates till the end. And you're like, holy fuck, dude. Cool. But great. Uh, it used to be on Netflix when I looked it up earlier. It didn't say that it was, but I would. If you're adding the invitation to your list, see if Faults is on there. It was on there for a while. That's why I watched it. Um, but you can rent it off of any site that lets you rent movies. Um, and my yeah. final one is called the endless. And I saw this in theaters the directors talked about it. Um, but it's kind of a playoff of, uh, uh, resolution, which is their first film. Um, oh. you don't have to watch that one to watch this one, but you can watch resolution and their other film spring on shutter, uh, oh. which is the horror site you can get through Amazon, um, which I got to get it soon. Cause there's a lot of classics on there. I want to get through again. Um, that came out... Well, it says it was filmed last year, but it's like... initial release was this year. Um, but that's by Benson and Moorhead. Um, but it is basically about these two brothers who have escaped this cult, and they have to go back one last time because they just want to see if it was as bad as they were, like remembering it. One of them kind of doesn't really think it was that bad, but his brother was like, this was terrible, dude. What are you talking about? They lied to us and all this shit. So they go back, and Aaron and... Or, uh, Benson and Moorhead do a lot of like their really inspired by a lot of lovecraftian themes so you get some weird stuff in it um but it's just a weird trip dude and i guess these guys have been like after spring they kind of like popped up in the horror world and they were even saying like they've been courted by all these studios but they were just like they like we go to meetings for like five hours a day or eight hours it was like our job just to go drink expensive water and talk about a movie we wanted to make but they wanted us to make this other movie that we didn't want to make and uh so they basically just got fed up with that and filmed the endless by themselves with like what they said was like a dollar's budget because it's like a lot of their friends worked on it. Like,
0: yeah,
2: I guess they're friends with the dude from the album leaf who did the score, which is fucking sick,
0: oh, but cool. it's like
2: the two leads in it, or uh, the, are the directors. Um, and anyone in it, I guess was just a really good friend and wanted to help him shoot it. But, uh, I forget which one, but one of the guys who's the director and co-writer and, uh is does visual effects too so he just did all the visual effects himself so they're not like great visual effects like you can definitely tell that they are but it's definitely worth a watch Uh, i love these directors i think uh they're like whatever they do their big thing is going to blow people away if they just let them do what they want um but yeah i would definitely like those are my three like cult movies that i think you should check out if you're really into And I think American Horror Story Cult comes on, uh, comes out pretty soon on Netflix. So, you know, I haven't seen it. But if you're into cults, here's some other movies you can watch after you finish American Horror Story. (laughs) But that's all I got. Um, I was going to say, this is what we're doing next week. But I planned on doing a werewolf movie one, but I wanted to rewatch a couple before I did that. So who knows? could be slasher. could be possession movies. Love it oh possession that's it's interesting just, yeah it could be just movies about satan who knows i got so many lists people and also what i want to ask from the listeners is if there's something you want me to talk about um like subcategory something like that like if you want me to just go into like creepy ape movies i got gotcha. you <laughs> creepy ape dude monkey shines one of my faves um creepy ape but um you know uh yeah just body horror and- body horror Sick, dude Oh, that's just Cronenberg, dude. That's all you gotta watch. I really love it. Is he the only one that really does that? No, but uh, he's the uh, there's best. there's a body horror one that I'm gonna put in put in uh, the possession one. Okay, cool. but um, oh, yeah, let's, I so mean, let's
1: simplify this list real quick. Number one, what's the one they should see out of this list? Definitely first thing.
2: Well, most people have Netflix, so I would say the invitation because it's gonna be easiest, and you're already paying for it. Such okay. a good
3: payoff. Um,
2: but if I had to pick one that I was like, "Oh, you're gonna drop money on this just because I'm talking about it," I would say the Endless. But I would also say just watch their other films too. How do you spell um, that? Endless. The Endless. Like E N D L E S S.
0: Gotcha. And wh- okay. What are their directors' uh, names again?
2: Uh, Benson and Moorhead. But Benson. both their other they are two other films they've only done two. This is their third one. Are both on Shutter and it's four ninety nine a month and there's a seven day free trial. So. You can watch those two. Uh, it watching their first film, which kind of ties into the Endless, but it's a different story. You don't really have to watch it to know what the fuck's going on in the Endless, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> so I would recommend watching that as well. Cool, but uh, nice, sick. I like Noise. this section. Yeah, Noise. I'm pretty psyched about it too, man.
0: <laughs> Makes me want to squirt. <laughs>
2: You oh, I just thought, man, it? I gotta have a dolls, creepy oh, nice. dolls one. Yes. Gotta have like killer animal ones. <laughs> Dude, I'm in, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna go on, people. You're gonna, you're gonna, gonna be ready. To be you're gonna be ready to watch thirty, thirty plus movies or whatever more, because I'm gonna Fuck give yeah. you all the good ones.
1: Maddie, if it's I so ever good. get through Spider Man and Iron Fist, I'm gonna be queuing up the Brood next. The, yes, ooh, the so fucking so good. good. Oh
2: shit! I got another subcategory. What
0: about <laughs> weather? Weather-based horror films.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I don't know if I've. I think those
0: like I the mean, mist and
2: shit. The
0: mist, Sharknado, Sharknado. That's good. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that actually is a fucking category, yes. isn't? God damn
0: love it the, the possibilities are endless what about
1: corn dog burrito based horror films
2: <laughs> well dude there's a new movie called slice coming out with chance the rapper and it's a werewolf oh, pizza that's movie. right that, that movie
3: so looks sick. good
2: dude
1: yeah, yeah it i love
0: can't chim- it i can't wait i love it not- i'm gonna make chimichompers it'll be like uh <laughs> chimichangas that have teeth <laughs> Arr, it'll be like critters but it'll be like su- super injected with like but Mexican yoga hosers America. had the brought worst guys yeah. dude food chompers dude jimmy i know chompers I... jimmy chompers yeah. jimmy chompers dude <laughs> i can also do yeah. raw for
2: that which was a sick french film that's yeah. gross cannibal movies oh god dude it's getting fucking. canon movies cannonball just where a cannonball chases <laughs> people <laughs> well it's like i like where do you put the horror movie rubber where it's just yeah, a exactly. avant garde horror. <laughs> avant garde. Avant <laughs> garde, yeah. yeah it's the only but, one uh, one the listen, French that, frights. Give me some subcategories you want to know about. I need to know because I need to know what I have seen and what I haven't seen because I'm also on the lookout for new films. And if you have yeah. some, shoot them my way. I'll watch them. Laughs and
1: Cenobite. Cenobite. I know that what meme? that is now. There's that I, meme, saw Hell Hell I saw Hellraiser. I saw Hellraiser. I'm on that.
0: There's that meme (laughs) of Pinhead laughing, and it's like the closed caption of it under it says laughing in Cenobite. So anytime (laughs) there's just like, uh, there's like a meme, it's like a Twitter post where it's like, um, how freaky are you? Have you ever done this, this, and this? And then somebody will post the picture and it says laughs and Cenobite with fucking like to <laughs> allude to the fact that they're much freakier than you could possibly handle. We are travelers. <laughs> we shall show you pain and pleasures beyond imagination. I fucking love the Cenobites.
1: Yeah, I think that's the coolest thing about that movie is that these beings SM view yeah. pain Williams. as a way to a kind of enlightenment yes. so them torturing you so is good. in their view it's like some sort of service yeah yeah right it's it's le
0: box i love it they that's a, a franchise that needs some love <laughs> yeah they <did laughs> um, really like judgment that got some pretty decent reviews
2: like yeah the story was kind of iffy and the acting I think was kind of iffy, but uh, I guess the gore was like top notch, like almost, uh, you know, Hellraiser one and two worthy of
0: gore effects. And I was like, I'm I want to see God. Michael Fassbender play fucking
2: pinhead. Pen- That'd be Penhead. sick,
0: dude. Yeah. Whoa. Any <laughs> British
2: actor oh, delivering uh, any of those lines is going to be awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the second one has good parts too. the Hellraiser yeah. 2 It's got where they go. You go to see more of their world and stuff yeah oh, it's I fun think. man for the me it's strapped like, to the yeah. bed scene hellraiser mm-hmm. is like predators for me except with like more kinky sex <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i'm into that now it's my franchise i'm getting my nipples pierced on tuesday <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> uh, dude i would i would believe it Just fucking kidding man he's
2: on a new he's on a whole nother level now i'm on a whole other level. yeah graduated
0: like to my it. my most the peak self i mean arisen come into fruition anyway. five
2: years from now i would i what if i got a video from Stefan that's just really shaking he's like i found it and it's the box i'm like oh my god Stefan, no no no
0: i just see this like fucked up uh iphone footage of me like f- levitating with like weird chains attached to my body it's like oh it's like all found footage style i'd and freak then,
2: out and i'd be worried for you and i was like please don't come to my house you won't believe what I saw.
0: <laughs> you won't believe what I saw in there. So this has been Superhouse Podcast episode number 146. We want to thank Shasta and Matt Herring for their contributions to our Patreon. Uh, check us out on all yeah. social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, uh, superhousepod.com, uh, SoundCloud, backslash Superhouse Podcast, YouTube, backslash a bunch of shit, because we don't have a name for our YouTube thing yet because we don't have subscribers. We so need subs- more. I, yeah. After 100 subscribers, we could do youtube.com backslash superhouse podcast, but just follow our links. The links are order. also
1: at superhousepod.com at the top right of that page and also at the bottom as well. We and go. that's where the Tee Public superhouse shop is too. If you want to get a superhouse mug.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, I went on there. I, w- I need a new hat and I was like, sick. I'm gonna get a superhouse yes. House
1: podcast hat. There's no hats on there. Oh uh, shit! Well, we'll work on getting hats. We're gonna get. We're, let's work on
0: dude. that. I wanna,
2: just want a cool hat, man.
0: I want Super House Undies. Yeah, uh, <laughs> where are my socks at? <laughs> my
2: socks <laughs> we might
1: have to talk to Israel about. He, I feel like Israel would have the hookup on, on that shit. You know? Oh really? Yeah. I think people like, want that the hats, best man. way to, like, what's better than T Public but kind of does the same shit? Oh yeah.
0: yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: You know, he he's like that. He would know that kind of shit. But, so um, do, you,
0: do we get kickbacks or something anytime there's a sale of one of our logos all right or something, so or?
1: i bought a shirt on there because i wanted a superhouse shirt and I, I wanted to see what it was all about so the shirt's good um very you know it's like a normal shirt uh and then and then since <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing, not not cheaply made or anything it's just so a normal
0: little shirt and it's, uh, a, it's
1: a good it's a very good superhouse shirt so <laughs> Anyway, what I'm trying to say is I got two dollars back, so I guess we, I guess we get two bucks back on every shirt, oh, and probably a dollar off of I don't know yeah. something cheaper. So it's it's not a lot. Follow me. I am Thunderwolf Drew on Twitter. Thunderwolf lives on uh, Instagram, and I think that's gonna do it for me. Maddie, are old beardo,
2: right? Yeah, Instagram. Follow me. On the blowing ground. up, <laughs> I'm blowing up. That new pisswan cover, dude, things are changing. Hell yeah. Exactly.
0: I'm good, super happy to see that your illustrations being or your your illustrations being put out there and it's music connected. It's fucking dope. You don't know, see, see that hair, hair don't, everywhere. Don't that sleep on fine, dude. Truckers, Don't sleep on this mother truckers. And as always, I'm Stefan. Make sure to keep it in the sniz. Wait, no. <laughs> 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 uh, and as always, this is Stefan. Remember to keep it sniz. Uh I'm out.
2: Andrew out. This Maddie. Bye bye.
0: This is Stefan from the Super House Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. For i <laughs> I'll give
3: you Joey
0: for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. Superhouse Gigolo Project. <laughs>